Welcome back to the Charlie Music Podcast. Welcome to episode five. Yes, episode five. My name is Kyle. We got CJ here this evening. How are you, sir? Good, good, good. It's good to uh, good to be here. Good That's be good. So we're back with episode five. We are doing video again because video seemed to work it's last fun. week. So we're and, doing video. And we get again. funny things out of it. Yeah. 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 Well, hopefully. Hopefully. So. Um. Yeah, uh, episode five, measure five of the book, The Music Lesson by Victor mm-hmm. Wooten. Yep. And we continue our saga. Yes. Right? Um, yep. But what have you been listening to? I'm going to get you this time before you get me. You're going to get me. Uh, the Fairfield Four is the, the new um, listen of the week. So I found this group. It was one of those. I was going through um, the Rune forums, which I haven't been on in a long time. But um, the Fairfield Four is a group. If you've ever seen the movie Oh Brother Where Art Thou, they are in that that movie. Um, and they did. Who did they see? Uh, Elvis Costello, I think. Yeah, they did. Uh, they backed Elvis Costello on the Letterman Show at one point. I've never watched the movie. I got to see the movie now. I haven't either. But um, they're they're a really great group from Tennessee. They're um, kind of like African American spirituals, four guys, barbershops almost style. So, pretty cool group. No, I was impressed when you uh, when you shared um, on the live show. Yep. This past Sunday. Yep, and uh, and I actually did. I streamed their entire um, "I Couldn't Hear Nobody Pray" album on Friday, which was a lot of fun. That's awesome. So. Yeah, no, they were really good. I I haven't listened to them more, but I need to. I like that's yep. that's my next thing. Yep, so. and I think uh, I got another one that I'm going to check out this week. Uh, Freya Ridings, I've been hearing a lot about, and I've she's been on my list of people to check out. So I'm going to check her out on Friday. So oh, very cool. If you're if you're listening to this, you're too late. But that's why you should be listening <laughs> on Friday evenings because we listen to new stuff. So Freya Ridings is a um, a female singer from the UK, and kind of the progressive rock, Natalie Merchant kind of style, almost Amy Winehouse ish. Cool. So, Excuse me. So that's uh, that's what's in, on store or in store for Friday. I don't know what else we'll do. But we'll do something else. Um, well, we it's already did, um, happened when this came out. Oh yeah, that's right. I, so uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. We we also did the Bloodline on uh, on Friday, which is a group that Joe Bonamassa was in when he was seventeen. But oh, the, we were um, talk- I remember us talking about that. Yeah, the the group is really cool because it's got. I mean, it it is. Let me see if I can find the. The thing quickly because I I always forget who's in the group, but the 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 amount of like history that's in the group is just crazy. Let me just Google it really quick. Good. That all being said, uh, Kyle uh, goes live on Twitch every Friday, which is what he's talking about. Um, and I'm sure we'll yep Friday evenings 8 p.m. 8 p.m. And then we go together on Sundays at 7:30 yep. p.m. The past few weeks, we have been doing um, Victor Wooten and stuff. This past one, after this episode came out, we um, we did a uh, in memory of Harry Belafonte, who passed away. Yes. Um, on April twenty fifth, at ninety six mm-hmm. years old, he was a, a groundbreaking singer and actor. He was a huge activist, using his um, 
his celebrityism for the for the good of the people. So yep. uh, we uh, we did a nice uh, couple hours of his music yep. talking about him. I'm sh- you know sprinkle a little bit here or there, but uh, yep. so if 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 you missed it. Sorry. Make sure you're following us, you know, yeah. or, or follow us on, you know, our socials so you know when we're doing that sort of stuff. Right. So. At the end of this episode, like every, we'll have a little closing. We'll tell you where to go find us. Yep. And Kyle always puts everything in the show notes. So if you need anything, it's in the, down in there. Yep. Even there. a link to purchase the book, The Music Lesson, which we're not affiliated with, so we don't make any right. money on it, but we think it's so good that we're still putting mm-hmm. the link out there. Yep. Absolutely. So, so the it. bloodline, um, here's, here's the bloodline. Uh, it's got Robbie Krieger's uh, son. So Robbie Krieger was the guitarist for The Doors. So Waylon Krieger playing the, the guitar. Um, Barry Oakley's son, who Barry Oakley was the uh, bassist for the Allman Brothers. So uh, his son, Barry, uh, Barry Jr. on the on the bass. Then you have uh, Miles Davis's son, Aaron, on the drums. And really? Then you have Aaron, <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Then you have Aaron Hager, son of Sammy Hager, singing vocals. And then 17-year-old Joe Bonamassa. That's crazy. So yeah, it is. Uh, it is quite the group. That's awesome. Yeah, very cool. Unfortunately, only one album, but um, you know, we got one album though. That's right. We we could have gotten nothing. So, yep, you could have. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you listening to? Anything different these days? So, um, I've been doing. I've been listening to the audiobook to just kind of refresh my my memory on some of the chapters and to go through the stuff. Um, and then uh, at work, um, we, so I share music with a coworker of mine at work because sometimes we have a little bit of time that we're able to. So with Apple Music, you can share the audio and you can listen to the same stuff at the same time. And no matter where you are, whether you're across the country or whatever. Right. So we've been doing show tunes. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I haven't listened to show tunes in such a long time because I don't really have anybody who likes to listen to them. And. You know, my coworker, who happens to be one of our followers, Carmen, she uh, she was like, let's do show tunes. So we've been doing show tunes, and I think we're going to start doing, like, the whole musicals now. So oh, we, nice. we, sometimes we have to stop. we got to answer a phone, do whatever. But, like, right. we could put – we're going to – like, we uh, today we listened to Hamilton. Nice. So we're going to probably seen it yet. do that, like, kind of pick out some some uh, some musicals and just listen to the full-on musicals. So it's been nice. fun. It's been fun to kind of go back down in that – uh you know, to that music and, and to have a little fun listening to it. And it makes me miss singing and being on stage and, you know, mm-hmm. just having fun with a group of people doing music. Yeah, for sure. So, but it's, it's, it's great. I love it. Um, but outside of that, not much, probably some more Victor Wooten just because we've been doing the books. I've just kind of been on that kick. Yeah. But I yeah. think I'm going to tomorrow, I think I'm going to listen to the fair field four. Yes. Tongue twister. Fairfield four. Yes. FFF. Yeah, and the first the first album I listened to was an album called I Couldn't Hear Nobody Pray um, from 97. Nice. But they've got a live album that I've been wanting to check out too. Let me see if I can find that one quickly. Uh, live from Mountain Stage. Cool. That's next on my list. So Awesome. But they've been around for 100 years. It's one of those groups that they kind of Bring in new members oh, as, really? as they grow. Yeah, so they've been around for over 100 years. Oh, that's Started awesome. in 1920. That's yeah. very cool. Yep. Their oldest member so, yeah. is 100 years old. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, Dick Van Dyke is pushing 100. He's still performing, yeah. so, you know. Yeah, and, and, and the, the one guy, he's, he was a fetus when he started. When he joined <laughs> the group, so, you know. 
he was the tenor or the the counter tenor. <laughs> um, oh, nice. All right. Want to get into the book? Let's get into the book. So this is uh, Measure Five: Emotion and Feel. Yes. Which again, this was one of those chapters where I was like, I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to pull out so much stuff out of these chapters. And not that there isn't poignant stuff that we pull out of this, but there's not as much as I anticipated because of what the title of the chapter. It's a f- the, all the chapters are fantastic, mm-hmm. but you go yeah. into it now and you think, "Oh, emotional feel." I'm going to take out so many things out of this thing. Yeah, but you don't. Mm-hmm. But what you do take out is big. Right. Does that make sense? Does that make yep. sense? Mm-hmm. I actually made sense on that. Yeah, more more or less. So I'm gonna let you uh you start off. Take out the Kindle lo- at one hundred point font. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're trying the Kindle tonight. So I, I've got got the big words edition Kindle, which means there's about three words on a page. So, um, but it's illuminated, so I can see it. You know, I'm it's better. So, what I love, I love when Michael does these breakdowns of the words. You yes, know, like you talk about yes, music, yes, yes. you know, and, you know, MU is, is for mother and SIC is for science. Yes. And music is the mother of all sciences. So he says, um, emotion is a powerful force. E meaning energy and motion meaning activity. So motion can be looked at as energy in motion or active energy. If you play with vowels, the hidden meanings can be brought out of many words. Looked at it another way, motion or mutone means mother of all vibration. Now you can see the power in this word. Emotion is a key element in the, in music and in life. Now it's funny. I that's exactly one section that like stood out that I was that I was going to bring up. Mm-hmm. So me being mean, being a little OCD with certain things, I went and looked up the word mutone. Curious to mm-hmm. know if there is actually a word because it's spelled in the book M U T O N E. Now we know tone mm-hmm. is an actual word. So I was looking at M U. I didn't find anything. So maybe I didn't look hard enough. But it's interesting how he does break that up. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, and I meant to to do another look. Is there a Latin form of it? I don't know. Like so, if I typed in the word mu mu, it's the twelfth letter of the Greek alphabet, representing the vo- voiced bilabial bilabial nasal. Oh, oh boy, IP. he's trying to read big words. No, I can't see it. That's the problem because I didn't zoom in. You should use your Kindle and then make it big like I, I did. I don't have a Kindle. Oh. Then do command command and scroll and you can zoom into and, and No, whatever, it's fine. Oh, you're probably using Not, Safari. I we don't, don't have to know. I'm using I'm using um what is this called? Chrome? Something called Chrome. Oh. Then you can do command and scroll and it will zoom in. <laughs> and then command zero goes back to normal. But it's a symbol. In some text, the symbol. Oh, okay, I see. So it's just weird. Like I was just curious to see how much. Like, is he just pulling this out? Is this true? Is it a, is it a thing? Um, like mu naught or however it's written in uh, physics is a permeability cons- constant and is a synonymous to the permeability of free space or as a magnet constant. So technically, that's right. If you really break well, that down, like MU is a constant, it's a it's a vibration. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you said, it's very it just <laughs> breaks the words down. So yep. 
yes that was definitely something i and i i it's yeah i'm not i'm gonna let you continue though because i'm sure you have more to say sure uh emotion properly directed can cause anything to happen a mediocre musician can win over an audience by sheer emotion alone remember any one of the 10 elements raised to a very high level can be used in a way that overshadows the fact that the musician is lacking in skill of another nine of the other nine so when he talks about the other nine, he's talking about the other tech, uh, the other, um, the other nine elements, the other nine elements, discussed. just so yeah. for re- so listeners to understand what, when they're yeah. reading. Um, but it's it's so true in in everything. Like the yeah. way you direct your emotion plays a huge factor on how people or anything will respond to you. It's like they talk about plants. Mm-hmm. There was a study done where if they played like metallic or heavy metal the plant didn't thrive as well where if you played classical music it thrived better if it was by itself and if you talk to plant like it's just interesting how everything lives lives on vibration and emotion Mm -hmm. so i have a friend who's doing a rice experiment which sounds really funny but it's actually a really interesting experiment so she has two jars of rice and she is saying good things to one and negative things to the other and what she's found after about two months or so is the negative jar of rice has mold that is green and black, but the positive one has mold that's more white colored. Is it supposed to be white? I don't know. It's just interesting that they both, I mean, like they both have grown mold. People have said that the, the, the positive one wouldn't grow any mold, but she has found that it's grown mold, but it's a different color mold. Oh, now I'm going to go. And it was, it was made from the same thing, that the same rice it was, you know, that was... You know, the same kind of rice, you use the same stuff, but just put it in two different jars, two different mason jars. So interesting that, you know, the positive one is is white and the negative one is like green and black. So I don't know if that's, I mean, but she's putting emotion into it, which I thought was kind of interesting. That's interesting. I'm trying to find out if there's, if they say anything about white mold. So what? So the question that came up is, what are the white spots on uncooked rice? So maybe that's what... Could be starch. And it says, you're likely dealing with rice weevils. There are more than 60,000 species of weevils worldwide, broadly characterized as tiny beetles with long snout. Interesting. I'm wondering if that's it. They're weevils. Sounds like a, sounds like a band. <laughs> the weevils. <laughs> That's so interesting. Mold on yeah. yeah, mold on rice presents itself as black, green, or white. Powdery substance on the surface of a dry or cooked rice. Mm-hmm. Interesting. There's a whole like yeah. there's a website called Mold Mold Tutor. <laughs> the most common mold that grows on rice is called Aspergillus orizi. You're you're really going after the big words today. Or O R Y Z A E. Whilst this mold strain can cause gastrointestinal discomfort if, if eaten, so moldy rice has best been discarded. So basically, the mold is bad mold as well. Very interesting. Yeah. So yeah, so there there is. I'll, I'll put this this link to this uh, this website in. I, I, this I, this might be where she found it, but um, this is from medium.com. Uh, it's called the, the article is called "If Negative Words Can Make Rice Mold, Imagine What They Can Do to People." So it's a an experiment that this person did it with. We just you know, came out of the book and went into food. Yeah, it's about right for us. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, that's too good. Yep. So, 
after what you just read, mm-hmm. I think this is the 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 interesting thing that that comes about is that we as adults be, start to become more closed to a lot of things because mm-hmm. of the fact that whatever it be maybe trauma, it's tainted, situational, environmental. You become protective of of your life. Kicks you in the head. Yeah, like all everything you can think of. You know, like mm-hmm. nothing's worse than the other. Just something has created this thing that causes us to be closed. Yep. And he goes on to say that a child, this is Michael, a child playing air guitar knows no technique or music theory and probably doesn't even own a real guitar, yet plays no wrong notes. The sheer enjoyment he exudes overshadows any of his shortcomings. This is mo- emotion in action. And it's so true because when you just kind of play, mm-hmm. you're just happy. You're just having fun. Yep. Like there's nothing more to it. Like if you like, it goes back to the previous chapter about consciousness and just kind of not consciousness and finding a way to balance the two. Like if you just play and enjoy, it's just happy time the whole entire time. Yeah, and I don't, I don't remember seeing it in this chapter. I I don't know where I heard it, but I'm sure it was a Victor or Michael thing. But if you think about it, like we don't do music, we play music. Right. You know, it's supposed to be fun. Right, you know, exactly. We, we do a good job of making it not fun sometimes. I think... So this... I'm going to probably get ridiculed for saying this, but I'm going to say this anyway. I ridicule you anyway. So I know. Matter. I'm not talking about you, though. Um, so oh, okay. I'm expecting it from you. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that is my thing with mainstream music. I feel like a lot of it is business generated oh sure and because it's business generated the fun of the music is lost mm-hmm. in a lot of songs i'm not saying all songs because there's some songs out there that are just are fun and it is they have a good beat whatever the right. case but in most cases something's lost in that transition into becoming more of a i'm going to make money off of it versus i'm going to put out this album because it has raw emotion in it right and 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 like I said, it's not all music. It's not all of mm-hmm. it. I just, I feel like that's my biggest thing. Like, I don't want to listen to something on the radio because the reason why they're playing that song is they're going to play it another five times in that same hour. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to hear the rest of the album. You're only going to know that one song in the album. Whereas you may listen to the rest of the album and there may be better songs. But because of that one song being a certain way or written a certain way or done a certain way and because it fits on the radio that's why it's popular. But then you might find out like track number five is like, Oh, that's, that is a deep song. That's a far better song. Mm-hmm. I think, and I'm, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that we saw this with Taylor Swift a little bit where she was, she took all her music and kind of redid it in a sense mm-hmm. and put more of herself into it. Mm-hmm. There's still, it's still, still mainstream, still this, but like you apparently can, feel a difference between there is a big difference what was done versus what's done now so so and and think about back to ava cassidy too you know you know they told her to go out and go to new york and they wanted to change her and she didn't she wanted to have fun doing music and what they wanted her to do was not fun to her so she didn't do it right right and it's tough in this business so you know willing to sacrifice the possibility of making tons of money and to just do music where you could potentially just 
not make money at all. So mm-hmm. now I'm going to let you continue because you've been picking out stuff that I pretty much have been underlining. Um, blind musicians are the same. So <clears throat> um, let me go back a little bit because mm-hmm. I think he was. This is where he's talking about the blues musicians. Yep. Yeah. So it says blues blues musicians display a similar quality. They are rarely the best technical players. They are usually self-taught and may only know a few chords, but they have a tremendous amount of soul. Walk into any real blues bar and you instantly feel their emotion. <clears throat> that is what comes across through their music first. The audience feels realness of what the musician is putting out. Blind musicians are the same. Have you ever noticed that all blind musicians play with a remarkable amount of feel? Not some of them, all of them. Also, why is it that when a blind musician becomes popular, he stays that way? Think about it. He closed his eyes, rocking his body back and forth in, in his seat before continuing. A famous blind musician will be someone that your parents and your children listen to. Why? I'll tell you. It is because they fill their music with tremendous amounts of true emotion, and that is why they get across to their listeners. It's true. I, I, I mean, I've I've loved Stevie Wonder forever, and you, you're a big Ray Charles guy. Both blind you know. musicians. Yep. You know, um... It's 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 so weird how that sense taken away from them, how it almost closes them out to everything else mm-hmm. and allows them and gives them the ability to produce beautiful music. Yep. And they're talented. Mm-hmm. They, you're, you know, he talks about the tech, tech, uh, technique of a blues musician. They're not like that. They're mm-hmm. talented. I mean, Ray yeah. Charles was a pioneer in the development of Braille for musicians. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, um, and Stevie Wonder ha- plays how many instruments? Mm-hmm. Like, their their musical abilities is just crazy. Yep. Do you know about Derek Paravicini? No. Okay, so there was a show uh, years ago by Stan Lee. Not Stanley, Stan Lee, um, called Superhumans, right? And they introduced Derek Parabacini, who they call the Human iPod. So Derek is um, autistic, and you know he's he doesn't have the coordination to like button his own shirt, sure. But he can hear any piece and then play it. But he can then take that piece, play it in any key with any emotion you want in any style you want. So I if think, you say, I, I've probably played him before. I think I know you who know. you're talking about. I didn't realize his name. Yeah. Okay, so I think he I'm, is, it's, it's just amazing that, you know, he is not able to do what most people, like he can't make his own food. You know, he, he has trouble dealing, like talking with people. But when it comes to music, there's just something that clicks. And like someone who, who you know, if you, if you talk to him, you know, has trouble with, you know, like social cues and that sort of thing. But when it comes to music, he is so emotional. You know, it's just, it's amazing how that, that clicks for him. Well, it's funny. Do you remember, we had a professor, and a name name won't go out there, but we had a professor when we were in college, very, he was a pianist who played minimalistic music, mm-hmm. very eccentric, right? Yep. Lived with his mother. She drove him to work. Mm-hmm. He must have been in his he 50s was, He 60s. was one of my piano, piano teachers. Yeah, a fantastic musician. Mm-hmm. Really nice yep. guy when you really to- yeah. spoke to him. Yep. But oh my goodness, 
the way he played and the way he put emotion into these minimalistic pieces, which is so hard to do with those pieces. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I almost got smacked across the face five times turning pages for him. Oh, me too. Right? And yep. and I have to say that it was probably one of the best experiences I ever had on stage. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because for me, it was last minute, like, like the page turn to get here. I'm sitting there on stage with this guy in jeans and a t-shirt because they're like, mm-hmm. will you turn pages for him? And everybody was afraid to do it. I'm like, no, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of watching him and having him nod and reading the music. Yep. And but like when you looked at him outside of the music world, he was a complete mess, quote unquote. I'm quoting mm-hmm. that because I, yeah. I hate to use that word, but that's a good way to explain it. He mm-hmm. just looked like a complete mess. I don't know what his mm-hmm. background was. I don't know what he had. I don't know what he dealt with. I didn't any of that stuff. But he had something going on. But when he was in music, mm-hmm. it was that was it. Like yep. you wanted to be around him. Yep. And he played some weird stuff. And you still wanted to be around him. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You know? And, and, the, and when he wasn't playing weird stuff, like I heard him play Chopin for a while and it was. It's brilliant. Unbelievably. Of good. course. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like they said, Picasso was a fantastic portrait artist, mm-hmm. but it was like, I could do something different and did something right. different. He knew how right. to do it the right way. He was like, ah, but mm-hmm. I don't have to do it that way. Yeah. And that's what it is. He probably and is, it, you know. And just like like the stuff that he played, that 20th century stuff, like it takes a special kind of, yes. you know, player to play that stuff. Right. You know, just just your normal, you know, piano pianist is not going to be able to play that. Right. Right. You know. Yeah. So. Wow. It just, this, this chapter is sparking more than I anticipated. <laughs> but in a good Doesn't way. In a good way. It always does. Yep. Um, you read the last thing you read was it was because they fill their music with the trend, tremendous amounts of a true emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, I going into the next paragraph, you know, Victor Wooten, Victor Wooten kind of responds that he goes to himself. He goes, whenever I want to think or feel deeply about something, I will often close my eyes. Sometimes I'll close my eyes to hear better. And I've definitely have caught myself doing that, especially when listening to music, where I just close mm-hmm. my eyes because it allows me to put my focus on what's going on like what i'm listening to at that moment i mean i i do it at work sometimes where i'm listening Mm -hmm. there's so much going on around me but i could hear a conversation going on that i i gotta grab some bits out and i'm able to tune everything out and just put focus on that one thing that's going on Mm -hmm. it's free that actually comes comes back during the rhythm chapter i think yeah with uh when when you meet sam and you know, he has Victor tune out everything except for the, the click of a metronome. So Right. Right. That's the next that's in the next chapter. Is that next chapter or the next chapter? You're you're future yeah. boy right now. That's next chapter. Well, like I said, it's coming up soon. So not soon. Next week. Next that episode. That's that's soon. <laughs> um I don't I don't do you have more on that page you want to share? I don't even know. I the Kindle's weird. I don't have it set to, to show what page I'm on. So okay. Well, in that in that area, do you have any more? <laughs> I, next thing I have is blending emotions is what happens when two people fall in love. It is also what a psychic can use to read your thoughts, or what a politician uses to impose his will on the upon the public. Two or more people blending their positive emotions can have can cause miraculous things to happen. The opposite is also true. Two or more people blending negative emotions can cause catastrophes. From illness to world world wars, from crucifixions to shopping malls. To shopping. I look up the straight face. Yeah, I know. Uh, emotion uncontrolled can cause a person to spiral out of control, 
The cause of this chaotic spiral is often difficult to recognize until it is too late. Most times this lack of control will surface in a musician's life before it shows up in his music. Do you know any musicians who fit into this category? And then Victor goes on and talks about the difference of the musicians. But mm-hmm. the fact that he states that when two people come together and blend their emotions and positivity, mm-hmm. the impact that it makes. A shopping mall. <laughs> huh? A shopping mall. No, and then he talks about negative people. I know. I know. Just, Make just it, kidding. Making a shopping mall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but... It's so true, though. Mm-hmm. One person can make a difference, indeed. But like yep. when you have two people on the same path for the same reason and thinking the same thing and sharing yep. that energy and that positivity, I mean, it's it's why silent protests are so powerful. Because mm-hmm. you're not making a noise, but there's enough of you there to make a noise without right. having to say anything. You're mm-hmm. just putting it out there, you know, and it, it is, it's kind of creepy how it works. And, you know, I mean, of course it's balanced to everything. Like they said, yin, yang, yin and yang. So of course if it works, it's just that paragraph is just too much to read. Yep. Yep. And, um, it's true though. It's amazing. I, I'm, I mean, we talked about a little about, about in the last episode about how we, both went through our struggles with how we learned and what we were learning and getting into the music and having to step away from it, having to go back to it, having to step outside of it, having to go back inside, like all these things that we had to do and still struggle with certain walls when it comes to you saying, playing the guitar and me playing the Mm -hmm. piano, Yep, you know, and all that stuff. And, and that's kind of what Victor Wooten talks about is these different musicians that have dealt with, with a lot of that. Um, I'm going to let you continue because I know by pages, I don't know what you have coming up because I can match, I can find up as you go along. Okay. I go on for a while without anything. So page 103. Well, okay. Before you jump to that far. um, So he talks all about stuff. He talks, uh, Michael talks about politicians. He he talks about the stuff and things. Right. (laughs) He talks about, um, Victor Wood talks about his, the people he knows about that goes to this. Then Michael talks about politicians who use subtlety in their emotions to get crowds riled up, and they use fear mm-hmm. as a lot of it. Then he talks about how preachers use emotion too, but they use an, an absorbent amount of emotion order in order for it to work. They can talk about whatever they want as long as their emotion is completely in the forefront. And yep. it's, uh, and and he talks about the amount of emotion that matters. And then um, and then he talks about his experience with with a preacher and and how the guy singled him out about how he was playing his music. And the one thing I loved that he says to himself, and then I, I, we jump into that one page 103, he goes, for the preacher to single me out because of my music, let me know that what I was doing was powerful. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad always told me that church was inside of me, not inside a building. And I thought that was huge because think about that. The preacher's preaching a certain thing and he got upset with him because he was playing something powerful, which was probably overpowering his emotion mm-hmm. to get the the congregation to respond to the preacher versus the music. Right. You know, and that whole thing before that, he talks about how people sometimes chooses their church or their or their their congregation based upon the music that is there because of how powerful music is 
in their spiritual growth. So he's just talking about this <coughs> preacher that that singled him out. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you are on chapter you are on page one hundred three. Where are you on that? Now listen to what I am about to tell you. Musicians do not have to be believed in. We do not have to be trusted. Our music speaks for itself without the listener having to know anything about us. Music touches people's emotions in a way that nothing else can. When people find a musician they like, they are usually fans for life. If they like a musician and his music, they will open up their hearts to whatever that musician has to say. It matters not what country the musician or fans come from. Music is a language that that all understand. It goes beyond and breaks down barriers. This makes the musician very powerful, and with power comes responsibility. And this is something that I've talked about for a long time about, you know, music being a better religion than religion is because it, it does transcend race, creed, color, whatever, you know, and it does what religion is supposed to do, and that's bring people together. Right. But you don't have people killing each other because one likes to play the saxophone, the other likes to play a piano. Like, that doesn't exist in music. Right. You know, and if you go the to the... Person if you go to the extreme and listen to heavy metal and death metal and all that stuff, those people aren't killing each other. Mm-hmm. They're just going coming together because they enjoy yep. that form of music. Mm-hmm. At no point have we ever heard stories about these congregations coming together, listen to death metal. They're all dead or they right. got her shot or there was this nothing mm-hmm. happened. And, and, yep. and no, anything that's happening to that is from completely from the outside. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Music is totally a language and it's, it's one of those like, it's funny because I also look at it at the side that, you know, like like I said, my, my wife is hard of hearing from deaf family. Sign language is their first language. Even the vibration of music plays a factor. Mm-hmm. Cause I, because you were at our wedding, half the people yep. dancing were deaf. And the mm-hmm. way we had the speakers situated, they were able to enjoy themselves. They were on this floor dancing and they were yep. having such a great time. And it was just because of the vibration of the music. Mm-hmm. And that in itself can speak to somebody. Which, was it this chapter that he talks about that? No, no, it's, no, it's this, let's continue. I think it's this chapter. Okay. Um, uh, going on to the next page, I don't know if you have anything, but I have some stuff. Go for it. I can share. Um, we create and release powerful emotions within ourselves and others through a realm called Entertainment. The word entertainment can apply that one has entered into attainment or atonement, which means at one moment, at one moment, at one meant, I should say, at one meant. You could also call it intunement. Whatever you call it, just know that it represents a high level. So when you partake as a spectator, you may be watching someone who has attained this level. But you're not only watching the the artist is allowing you to join him at this level. If you join him, it allows both you and the artist to reach even higher levels. As a spectator, you are actually able to push the artist to these higher levels. A gifted artist will carry you with him. Yep. And Victor's response was, that sounds cool. It does sound cool. Mm-hmm. And I think there are, there are really, two really good musicians that do this. Um, one of them is Bobby McFerrin and the other is Jacob Collier. Yes. The way they were able to get the the audience to interact with them and make them part of the show is really cool. Yeah. I think that's huge. I I mean, 
I, I think they're the the epitome of that because of what they do. Yes. I think any yes. musician that gets the, the the audience to do even a call response, yeah, that's a big deal too. But I agree, they're they're probably they're the top top rung on that because they do incorporate mm-hmm. the way they incorporate. Yeah, absolutely, totally yeah. agree with you. Um, moving down further in that page. Uh, they, he says something to the fact, the only time you may want to blend with those types is when you have enough positive energy to delight, dilute his negative energy. So he basically is talking about um, an artist who has attained levels of negativity and how you could potentially still play with that artist as long as you have enough positive energy to, to break that down. Mm-hmm. And that comes even into life to sometimes you just deal with people that have so much negative energy that you need to use enough of your positive to, to be able yep. to balance yourself out with them. Yep. Yeah. And I think <clears throat> I remember, <clears throat> was it a podcast that we were doing or was it a live stream? But I think you were the one that said, cause I had, I had someone affect me negatively one day just by their energy. And I think you said, um, you should tell people to be responsible for their own energy. And I totally want to make that a sign and or a shirt and like wear it around and bash people over the head with it when they're being stupid. Well, but if you think Sorry. about it, we we the average person doesn't understand or doesn't want to accept or doesn't know how to accept what's around them. Mm-hmm. They don't understand the feelings that they get. Right. It's not something that's taught to you. It's something you have to learn. It's it's and you can't even show it to somebody. It's something you have to accept. And it's yep. it's funny because it's like when I've spoken to people about Reiki therapy or I speak to people about um, spirituality in the sense of uh, of of my belief and and also about even paranormal. I could talk to you about it all you want. I could talk to you about Reiki therapy. I could tell you I'm a Reiki master. But if you don't have the belief in it, when I go to perform this Reiki therapy on you, it's not going to work. Right. Because you're not accepting of that energy at that time. Mm -hmm. So if you're not accepting of energy and I come to you with a bunch of positive energy, there's two ways it's going to go down. You're going to either be like, whoa, 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 I can't take Mm -hmm. this. Or you're going to want to absorb it and be a part of the whole entire conversation. Right. And I, and I and I think people need to learn how to to control and and accept their energies. And I think that when people do that, and I'm not saying it's easy. There's no way that that it's no, not it's like not. it's not easy. But if we were to learn how to accept the fact that we all put out a vibration, mm-hmm. it could change a lot. Yeah, it sure could. I mean, that's what music does. It puts out a vibration. It's literally what it does. It's it yep. puts out a vibration. <laughs> You know, and we radiate and we put out that vibration. It's yep. a it's a tough thing. It's a tough task. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Um, I do what I do like uh, what they say at the bottom. Of this though, the cool thing about entertainment is that it's a choice. Mm. You know, it's not like po- politics where they people get upset right. at you and say you're not American because you're not into politics. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not religion where people are like I can't believe you're not into religion like that type of stuff. Music is still a choice, free and unencumbered. This is beautiful to some and frightening to others. Yep. Yeah. And then Victor kind of puts his 
response to that. Um, it is hard to understand why musical freedom would be frightening to anyone, but I knew that what he said was true. It was this very freedom that caused that pastor to single me out in church. Mm-hmm. It's true because when you're the most powerful person in the room, when it comes to, let's say, emotion and vibration, and then there's someone in the background that's sharing that emotion and sharing that vibration and wants to be powerful with you. They don't want to pass you. They don't want to be better than you. They want to be a part of what you're sharing. That's going to scare the person that's already has the power. Yep. Which is why politicians freak out the way they freak out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. And then it goes on and says, radio used to be driven by the public. Now it is driven by business, which is what we were talking about before. Exactly. It seems that artists have to water down their music in order to be successful. That causes many great musicians to sacrifice their freedom in order to get their mu- music on the radio. And I was like, one of the w- the ones that I always kind of, I don't want to say, oh, I, I disagree with my thought now, never mind. But, but there are a lot of musicians out there that, you know, the idea is that you have one or two big hits per, radio, per album and then, you know, the rest of the album is filler so that you can last longer on the charts. Right. And and that is what I was saying earlier is that, you know, and nowadays it's even easier because like not, you know, this was the running joke. I, this was a joke I heard from a comedian. He's like, when you did a track, all your songs had to be good because you really couldn't skip them. So if you right. didn't have good songs through the whole entire mm-hmm. a track, yep. that was a crap track. That was a crap a mm-hmm. track. And it's nowadays yep. with even with a CD, it was like, ah, skip, skip, yep. or I'm going to burn my and- own CD and take the songs off that I want. Right, and and even now they're releasing singles, right? You know, and these these you know one off songs. There there's so many artists just releasing one song, you know, right. and then maybe the later on they release a full album. But right. for the most part, like the releases now are just a song, right? Or you could just make a playlist of your favorite songs. Which right. don't get me wrong, I've done, but it's more on the fact that sometimes you want to just hear those songs. But mm-hmm. they're coming off in albums where I pretty much listen to the whole entire album because they're fantastic albums. Yep. Or the group is great or whatever the case may be. And it, it's yep. it's true. We are able to we're able to do a la carte with our music nowadays because of mm-hmm. how it's done. Yep. Um, then they talk about how uh, I, I don't know how true this is. And I'm very, I'm very curious to do the research on this. Michael talks about how they have files. The politician keeps files in specific musicians like Jim Morrison, Elvis Presley, Jimi Hendrix, Bob Marley, and a bunch of others. Mm-hmm. And then they, he talks about how in 1968, President Johnson called upon James Brown to address the public after Dr. Martin Luther King was killed because he was the only one who had the ability to bring the crowd down from the riots yep. and everything that was going on. And, and he did exactly what he was supposed to do. And then they kind of kept track of him because they realized how powerful he was as a, mm-hmm. as a human. And, and I'm not saying that this is true, but I actually want to do some research on this and find out how true it is. I'm, I know there's documentation to prove the whole thing about it, but I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. how deep does this really go is the question. Right. You know? And then they talk about how powerful church music is and how churches use music. Mm-hmm. But... So my thing is this, and and you're an organist, and you've worked with church choirs, and 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 not in all, not in all different, not like in specific religions, mm-hmm. but um, or faiths or whatever. And my thing is this: if you have the right person preaching, they're going to use the music for the right purpose. 
if you mm-hmm. have the wrong person preaching, the music doesn't mean anything. Yep. Am I wrong? Like, like, no, and I know a lot of this stuff. You, a lot of stuff that you do is more Lutheran, mm-hmm. but I come from a Catholic faith, and there's a lot of there's not a lot of preaching, but more of speaking of the Scripture. Where I feel mm-hmm. like in Lutheran, there's a little bit more preaching that goes on. Mm-hmm. And from my experience, and from talking to you, your pastor friend, she uses music for the purpose of what it's there for. Yep. Like she sees the good in it and and using it for the good and not being like, well, this is how I'm going to get money into the church. Right. That's just, this was, it's funny because like I said, I didn't underline a lot, but I took out so much out of this chapter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't, what do you have? Like, I'm kind of like skipping through like, this is page 106 into 107. I don't know if you can see that on the Kindle. That's where I am. Yeah. What, what, what do you have coming up next that you. So they, they talk about um, how there was, what war was it that they were talking about? Um, oh right um it was in 1972 there were two warring countries in africa right and they they stopped the war to watch pele play soccer right um so they were comparing sports to to music and michael says the only difference with sports is that competition is built in that can cause disunity between athletes and their fans just as in politics it can pit one person against the other based solely on which team which team each supports Although a great athlete can cause a person to rise above this disunity, there is no built-in negative quality like that in music. And then Victor says, how can you say that? Music companies are always competing with each other trying to to make more money. They even fight for airtime, trying to take money from their, trying to make their artists more popular and the other guys. What about that? And Michael says, you are talking about business, not music. When we attend a music concert, we do not go in order to compete. We put on a recording. We are not trying to win. Music is more significant than that. Which is what you were yep. talking about earlier. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, you know, and, and then it continues to say, um, imagine putting this kind of power to constructive use. Musicians and athletes have the ability to do that. And then just to skip a few, it goes, you see the competition factor is virtually non-existence in the world of music of the music fan, which allows him to express and blend his emotions without fear of ridicule or shame. Anyone who can get another person to express himself freely is powerful because he allows all involved to recognize their collective and individual power. Again, this is beautiful to some and frightening to others. Welcome to the world of the musician. Yep. And we were kind of talking about that on Sunday mm-hmm. when, when you were talking about your grandfather saying there's always someone better than you. Right. You know, and I was kind of saying, well, there's, as far as I'm concerned, there's no, there should be no competition in music. I mean, because there's, there is none as far as I'm concerned. Right. And I, and, I, and then I spoke about how more of the fact that at the time that it was being told to me, I took it that way mm-hmm. competitively. Part of the reason why is because I was in competitions and trying to, win money or whatever and as i got older i you i thought of it more of a i can be better for myself Mm -hmm. i can be better for myself which makes me better for other people which makes me be able to be there for other people support other people and everything like that so i kind of took what he said and and brought it more into a non-competitive stance i'm not trying to i'm not trying to beat you out as a musician Mm-hmm. You know your stuff as a musician. I know myself as a musician, and together we could do we could do great things. Yep. But that doesn't make me better than you, and that doesn't make you better than me. Yep. That just means we're better than ourselves because we're working together. 
Yep. And that's how I started approaching that. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what and, you're talking uh, about. Yeah. And then he goes on and says, uh, a little bit later on, <clears throat> excuse me, intention is the key to everything. Emotions are natural. You have always had them and will never get away from them. I look at my emotions the same way that I look at musical mistakes. Trying to get rid of them or control them can seem an impossible task. Learn to recognize and understand what they have to tell you. Only then can you effectively work with and use your emotions. How they are used is up to you. This is where intention comes in. Pure, honest intention can bring out the beauty of any emotion. And like notes, there is a world of beauty residing in each one. The proper technique can bring you, under, bring you to the understanding and use of each emotion. Now you can start to see how the different elements of music relate and help each other out. Uh, then, Mike, then Victor says, how do I use the intention? And Michael says, just have a good heart. That is all. And I'm going to have, I have more to read. Like we're going to read a chunk of this because there's more to, that I want to share at the bottom. But ha- just have a good heart. That is all. Mm-hmm. It's like I've always said, just lead with kindness. Yep. No matter what, no matter what faces you, no matter what anxiety you're dealing with, no matter what you're processing, no matter what trauma you may have, if you lead with kindness, you'll process and be able to get. And I'm listen. I'm 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 saying this with the fact that I'm dealing with my own anxieties, my own past trauma, my own everything. But if you lead with kindness, even with the negative people in front of you, at least at the end of the day, you led with kindness. Mm-hmm. So no matter what happens, your intentions were always filled with kindness yep yeah um i was gonna i have there's there's a paragraph after that but i was gonna jump into the one after that if you i don't know what else you have but i'm gonna start go for it okay so the the the, this kind of stood out um it is like trusting the river current to take you where you want to go to fight the current could be disastrous in each situation whether it be in music or in life take a moment to close your eyes and feel the current of your heart taking you where you need to be after your awareness drops you will no longer need to close your eyes you will feel the pull of your heart's current and ride it with open eyes allowing you to view all the astounding scenery around you i tell you this if you can follow the current at all times you will not have a thing to worry about ever it's Mm -hmm. so profound yep and so hard to do at the same time Mm -hmm. like just so hard to do yeah it really is i i I don't know Uh, yeah yeah i don't i don't i don't have anything to follow up with that right now so you can share what you have up next (laughs) um why do you practice music is your intention only to make yourself better if so all the forces of being of your being may come to help you but if your pure intention is to make all musicians better the same way musicians before have done the forces of all these beings may come to your aid. The spirit of music herself will be on your side. Now listen closely. Michael leaned over in my ear. Strive to make all life better, and you will all, <clears throat> you will have all of life's power backing you. With this power on your side, you will not have a thing to worry about, ever. I, I, don't I have would any... comment, but I can't say anything better than that. So. Yeah, there's no, there's no way to comment on that. So... Just yeah. Down at the bottom of that page, though, and this kind of goes to something else we were saying. They turn off the main road and they get onto what's called Music Row in, I believe, Nashville. Nashville. Mm-hmm. 
and there's a sign that says, creating music is our business. And Michael points to the sign. He says, music is already alive. You do not create it. I'm not going to read any more of that. That's enough. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's, it's true. Uh, you're, what you're writing is already out there. And it goes back to the whole thing where they talk about Michelangelo and how mm-hmm. he wasn't sculpting a sculpture. He was just getting it out of the marble and it was already there. And there yep. were just pieces in the way blocking it. Yep. You know, um, and that's what he says in the next page, actually. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, yeah, I brought it up last week. It might have been because I read two chapters last week. No, 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 no. But but it's so. it's poignant. It's it's to the point. It's it's there. Um, and he then he goes into this whole thing about his the words again, yep. like recognize and cognize and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I want to jump past it unless you want to talk about that. No, go for it. So this is what. I think this is one of the coolest things that came out of this chapter. The word musically broken up becomes music ally. Mm-hmm. Play musically and you become an ally of music. You actually help music do what it is here to do. The same is true with nature. Play and act naturally and you become a nature ally, a friend, a helper, and a contributor to nature. The world natural means having the characteristics of nature, but also means without sharps or flats. That's in music, of course. Mm -hmm. Which is why I speak of music and nature in the same breath. They are the same thing, and it is everyone's best interest to become their ally. Your pure intention combined with emotion is the best way to do that. Do you understand? No. You don't understand that? Not yet. I you so you I, want, I get it, but I, I, that, I okay. Can't that's what I was going to ask you. So like it makes sense, yeah, but it doesn't. But I, I I can't do it yet because we there's we're dealing with our own past. Mm-hmm. We come from a time where mental health was not seen yet, not in the way that it's seen today, mm-hmm. and we had to process and deal with things sometimes not process and deal with things. Like it just didn't yep. happen. And now later on in life, you're processing and dealing with these things that you should have been able to process and deal with back when you were a kid. Yep. And it's funny because that's my thing now. Like I'm doing whatever I can now as a father and you know, my wife and I are working together to give everything we need to our son now, even if it's therapy. Mm-hmm. To make sure that when he becomes my age, of 43 years old, he's not processing the stuff that he needed to process back when he was a kid at 43 years old. Right. Because that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's why I think it's so amazing that there are more and more celebrities out there using their celebrityism to put mental health in front of them. Uh, Kevin Smith just did it recently on Instagram mm-hmm. talking about how he had a mental breakdown and he went to his facility to talk about all this stuff. And I didn't read more, a lot about it, but and I know a lot of people like are like, you either love him or hate him, but yeah. I don't think, he, I don't think anything he's ever done was done with bad intention. I truly think he's that good of a person. Right. You know, and, and, and to, to come out and to kind of say, Hey, listen, I've had this. And, and that's what I think that this book is hugely about. 
is mm-hmm. Victor Wooten's mental health yep. and how he was processing so many things in his life and just didn't know how to process it. Mm-hmm. You know, the struggle within himself to be a better person more than just a better musician. Right. And I agree with you. I, I, I understand what I'm reading, but I still don't, I don't get it yet. I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And the whole music as an ally thing comes back a lot in the second book. So yeah, we'll, we'll return to that. Right. So the next part of the book, or I mean the chapter, like there's a few ch- pages is, is, mm-hmm. uh, it's more of a scenario. Yeah. Um, so the, the idea is they, they are, they pulled into the driveway of Victor's ha- a house and, they're parked there and and Michael and then they're talking and Michael says Michael picks up a stone and he holds on to it for a few minutes and he puts the stone on the 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 hood of the car and he tells Victor to get four more stones and Victor picks up the four stones and he says put them on the car and Michael's not looking at this his back's turned he can't see anything that's going on and he goes to the car and he picks out the stone that he originally picked up and Victor and they did this multiple times and every time he picked mm-hmm. up the stone that was his stone that he originally picked up and and Victor could not understand how 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 he was doing this yep and then so Michael of course showing like wanting him to learn this tells him to pick up a stone to hold on to it and then to put it down and try to pick up the stone of course Victor couldn't do it the first few times that he did it it took him up until like the second to last stone to pick out a stone and Mike teases him and says, Michael teases him and says, you know, try to do it on the first time next time. But he goes, how? How do I do this? And he says, put emotion into the stone. Mm-hmm. So Victor just, and he tells Victor to put in the emotion of love, mm-hmm. which is something I, I've always said that love is one of the strongest emotions, which we all know, because mm-hmm. it's one of the hardest to deal with. Because right. there's good, there's bad, and there's the ugly involved mm-hmm. in love there's hate in love yep you know there's kindness in love mm-hmm. there's a lot of hurt in love yep you know there's everything is in, incorporated in this one emotion that's supposed to be the most amazing emotion that we've ever or will ever feel in our lives whether it's through family whether it's through friends whether it's through a significant other whomever you're sharing that emotion with and I'm going to go as far as even pets because sometimes that's all people have are pets you know mm-hmm. like you know and I'm and 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 there's a lot plants, even plants, all people have, like, there's just, that's what it is. So he says to put it into this rock and Victor says, okay, I'll, I'll do it. And he holds onto the rock. He does everything he can, you know, in a sense, also feeling silly that he's doing this, but he puts the focus mm-hmm. on it. Puts the, it gives the rock back to Michael. Michael puts the rocks in the car and Victor goes up and it takes a few moments and he f- feels the heat that he felt off of the rock of his rock and he was able to pick his rock out. Yep. So I believe in this. I do too. I was <clears> going <throat> to ask you, do you believe in this? Yeah. I believe in transfer of energy. Um, mm-hmm. There has actually been a study done of how transfer energy works. There is even a thermal camera used on someone. I got it. I don't even know if the video, it's an old video showing these two people sitting together and this heat transfer between the two of them. So there's some studies, scientific studies done. Mm-hmm. Um, energy is a big deal. Yeah. And there's, I think there's the more interesting one for me anyway, is the what I think it happens in the next chapter where he asks 
um, Victor to go into his house and pick out his CD. Yes. Without looking. Yes. You know, and they're they're both not looking, and you know, Victor reaches for it, goes, "Nope, wrong one." You know, and it's, you know, Michael knows exactly where it is, even though it's not his CD collection, but right. he knows by energy where that 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 CD is. Right, and 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 he knows by the emotion that comes out of that CD, that music that was yep. played by that musician, that was recorded by that musician, which, you know, Michael said previously that that emotion is a part of you out there in the world. Yep, it's out there now, forever mm-hmm. out there. Whether it's recorded or not, you've put it out there. It is out there in the world. Yeah, no, I I totally believe in this this whole concept of emotion and and energy and how energy can play a big factor. I mean, there is a proven fact that we can ground ourselves by stepping on dirt with bare feet. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a it's a proven study. There's there's studies being done on our consciousness of what happens to our consciousness after we die. Mm-hmm. There's a Josh Gates does like a four part ep- series about the afterlife, right? And what happens to us after we pass. Mm-hmm. There's a book out called um, Stiff, written by Mary Roach. And I read it and I also listened to the audiobook and she talks about what happens to cadavers after they go, but she talks about what happens to your soul, your spirit, you know, and, and there's so much talk of what are we, you know, and then there's like your beliefs. Do you believe in past mm-hmm. lives? Do you don't believe in past lives? Do you be like the slow moves on. Is there a heaven? Is there a hell? You know, right. what is purgatory? Are we living in purgatory? And this is what mm-hmm. our deciding factor, this is what decides where we go. Like, there's so much. Yep. And I've always wondered why we talk about God or a higher being. And when you go to all religions, we're all talking about the same God and higher being. Yeah. Yep. You know, and if you read the religions and you look at all the religions and you look at everything that's written down, they're all talking about the same stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then we as humans take certain things and we're like, well, we're going to misconstrue this a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're going to make this work the way we want it to work. Yep. But in all religions, it's all about kindness. In all religions, mm-hmm. it's all about being the good for the person. And they're right. using this higher being to help instill fear into people in order to create the kindness in the world. Mm-hmm. How do you do that when you're instilling fear into people? Right. And I know that that's like, I'm interpreting it the way I see it. I'm not saying this is 100% true, but this is my theory and interpretation on it, which is why Mm -hmm. I've always struggled with a religion versus having a spirituality and faith. So it's, it, that's how I see it. It's like, we're focusing on the same God and, and we need to be fearful Right? Is that what they say? They say you have to be fearful of this God because depends on what religion you're. Right, you're right. But in the about. sense, that's that's more more you know Judaism. They focus more on the Old Testament, which is where that comes from. Right, but their religion is religion of light. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's just I'm just saying like it's all it's all these different factors of how they talk about this God being fearful, being uh, fear whatever you know. But they're still instilling something in you to be a certain way. If you're yeah. not kind. 
that person, that God is going to be mad at you in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. or you're not going to get the good in life, or you're not going to whatever the case may be. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, that's an extreme thing, but I'm just saying, like, right. So it's just it's, and and I think that um, I think that's why this book and the next book is becoming such a staple in the the way I uh, perceive life. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's kind of scary. Yeah, and to go back to what you were saying about love. Um, it says, love is the strongest of all emotions. It is also the root of all emotions. In a sense, it is what all things are made of. It is definitely what all things eventually revert back to. So using love as an emotion will allow you to blend with the very essence of the thing that you are focused on. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. That was a good find considering you have a Kindle in your hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but that that's... That's so true. I love that ending of that chapter. Because mm-hmm. after that whole entire conversation, they're just talking about rock and energy. Yep. That's it. Yep. Here's a rock. Find it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these these episodes are becoming more and more um what what's the word? Philosophical? Mm-hmm. Spiritual? Yeah. Like it, well, it, it does say a spiritual search for growth through music. I so. know. I'm not, I'm just saying, like, it's just sharing more than anticipated. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. But if we don't share, we don't learn. If we don't learn, we never grow. Yep. And if we don't grow, we're never going to better ourselves to help others. That's true. That's my saying. I'm sticking to it. Do it. CJism. <laughs> uh i have nothing more to say i don't either let's let's I let's should. do a little a little um so when this episode drops friday night after kyle will be live at 8 p.m mm-hmm. um i'm sure he'll figure out last minute what he's doing because it's always nice to find it last minute because sometimes you just find the good stuff last minute Yep. Um, the Sunday after, we will go live at 7.30. Typically, we've been working with um, the Victor Wooten albums. And we've been kind of going in order of date. Um, the one that we just did this this past Sunday, um, as mentioned earlier, it, it focused on Harry Belafonte just because he passed prior. And, and he was a, a huge impact in the music community as well as activism. And he yep. used his celebrityism for the right reasons. So... Um, but yes, join Kyle on Friday nights, join us in seven 30 on Sundays. And, um, you know, we're going to, whoever reads our closing, we're going to read out all of our social uh, media stuff and follow us, join us, you know, so we have Instagram, Twitter, we have discord, we got our Twitch show, we have YouTubes now. And, um, these episodes, if you want to see us starting with what episode three or four. four. So episode four of this season, we started filming us. So you can actually see us on YouTube making faces and doing silly things and whatnot. Um, so uh, yeah, when uh, when you hear our uh, our closing, you'll you'll hear all that good stuff. Kyle, as usual, puts everything in the show notes. All the good stuff. Our link. When I remember. When he remembers. And uh, I think that's it. I don't think I have anything else. Yeah, I think that's it. Are you reading the closing or am I reading it? 
Uh, you did the first three, so I'll do the next three. Well, that's a good split. I like that. Yeah, it's very nicely done. It's very kind and, of you. And just just for so we we did do a, a pre-record of our of the closing. Um, how many takes did it take you to do yours? I didn't take me that long. It took me like two like or three. 14 or 15? No, no, we no, didn't take me that long. Did it, it really? It was way more than two or three. Oh, yeah. It was like did it really? seven or eight. I don't remember taking yeah. that long doing it. Yeah. I did it in one. That's crap. But then, <laughs> but, but, but then again, I didn't have something like three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I tried it every time. <laughs> uh, that's so, yeah. Fun. That's great. That's good. So, with that being said, we'll... Um, We'll do the closing and then we'll see you all next episode. Yeah. Thank you for listening and continuing this uh, lovely saga of the music lesson. Yep. Have a great week ahead. Yep. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Turn on the Music podcast. We hope that you join us next week. Click on the link tree in our show notes to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our Twitch and YouTube channel. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on our Discord. If you like what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you really want to help us promote the show, head over to Apple Podcasts or the podcast service of your choice and give us a five-star rating. Remember, always share the music.